Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, it's Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as Matt and I talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week it's handling unreasonable requests. And certainly none of our podcast listeners would ever be guilty of making unreasonable requests. But uh, and neither would any of Matt's clients, right? So, but you know, <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, people in the industry, there's some of these things out there that people just kind of say. And, and we're going to talk about why it might be unreasonable and maybe a better way to frame it or to think about it. Uh, because we want what we want, and that's understandable. But sometimes we kind of want things that aren't really in the realm of, uh, well, you know, being reasonable. So that's the whole point of the podcast. So Matt, what's going on, buddy? How you doing this week? Hi, Mark. I am doing well this week. I, we're just facing uh, some challenges a little bit here and there with yeah, uh, some that's life. health and stuff like that. But um, we're making it through. Good. And uh, what a lovely fall this has turned into up here. Yeah. We've got a little extension. It was kind of funny. One of my memories of my photos popped up the other day. And um, on yeah, I was looking at this was just the other day and last year at this time, all the leaves were off the tree in the backyard mm-hmm. and I had taken a picture because I was like, um, I just cleaned up the yard and it looked great. I had all the leaves picked up and there were no leaves on the trees. Well, the same day this year, like more than 50% of the leaves are still on the trees. So it's really interesting. It's been an interesting fall and it's taken a little longer to change color, but we just kind of hit pig last week and um it's been great driving around just beautiful yeah yeah it's uh we've talked about before i used to live in the michigan area and i'm in a different place now but we uh right t- today it's 77 degrees here you know it was 30 this morning wow. you know so yeah it's been strange it's you know we're really really chilly in the morning 30 degrees is pretty chilly here in the morning in north carolina but then it's 77 the last three days so the trees don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> They're, You're confusing in, us. Yeah, in the morning they're like, we're gonna drop the leaves. It's cold, and then in the afternoon they're like, no, we got to bloom. It's sunny, you know. So that's yeah. right. Yeah, we've been uh, we're down in the. I, I, we were at 34 this morning and had frost on the grass. Yep. And, and uh, yep, it's getting to be that time. So yeah, it's very strange. I, some of our some of our snowbirds are beginning the trek to head to the warmer climates, or already have. And uh, so, hey, yeah. there you go. There you go. Preparing for Thanksgiving. You know what? And so, you know, sometimes Mother Nature can certainly be unreasonable. Uh, so let's make that our transition, I suppose, into our topic. And we'll get into this a little <laughs> bit here. Uh, so I've got, like I said, three or four pretty big statements here that we tend to hear in the industry. So uh, I'm just going to get right into it. Matt, I-, I want bigger returns, but I don't want any risk, right? Or very little. Uh, this is a request that people hear and say all the time because, hey, we we want more. We always want more. That's understandable to a degree. But is it really reasonable to think you can get big returns with no risk? Yeah, that's pretty much unreasonable. And, you know, it's funny because you don't think of it that way. Everybody jokes about it. Yeah, I'd like to get 10% return with no risk. Well, every investment has risk. So sure. we, the good news is most people don't need a whole lot of return if they're going to be, you know, if you're, if you're winding down your risk and you're really, really conservative, most people I talk to that are getting more conservative have enough money now that they feel that, that they don't need huge returns any longer. 
But um, there are those people that they want it all. They want the best of, best of both worlds. Well, this market so, kind of makes it easy a little bit, Matt, right? Like the, we're on a 12, basically. Like, let's be honest. It's almost a 12-year bull run, right? And so it becomes yep. very easy to go, yeah, I just, you know, it keeps going up. I just want the big returns. You know, the market did super great last year and I didn't do as much, you know, do as well. Why is that? You know, my advisor didn't, you know, make me as much money. It's like, no, you were probably, you know, hedging risk more, that kind of thing. Yeah, right? So we don't, exactly. we don't think it through, you know. Exactly. And and this morning was, it's funny, I, I have this question is the first one is like, this morning, I was talking to a gentleman who's they transitioned into, you know, all fixed, you know, they got plenty of money, they don't need large returns. But, you know, he's complaining, well, I had to replace my water heater, it's like $1,200, you know, and used to be 500, 400, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's inflation. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and, but that with their distributions and having all their money in fixed, he just really wasn't, he says, I feel like I'm missing out. You know, I took all of our money out of the market and he feels like he's missing out. And I was like, yeah, that's investor behavior. We, they call that always, FOMO fear of missing out. That's right. We yeah. talked about that on a, one of the recent podcasts. Yeah. So it is unreasonable. Uh, if you want bigger returns, you're going to have some risk, even if you want, you know, let's say four or five, six percent, you know, today. And we have an environment that fixed income is paying us, you know, your cash at the bank is paying you less than one percent. I mean, we've got to get a little bit of risk exposure if we want to grow our wealth. Equities have always outperformed fixed income, you know, historically. Right. And so, other than a, on the short term, you might have a spike when when the markets are down. That, that fixed income does better. But you're usually going to uh, get premiums for owning the equities. And uh, I always coach people to be somewhat of a lifelong investor. So even if I have to move some of my money to more of a fixed position to feel comfort, to feel you know the ability to sleep well, and uh, to not be concerned about the market, there's a real good likelihood that we should own equities until we die because yeah, yeah. they're going to outperform the fixed income. They're going to outperform inflation historically. Yeah, and it's there right now. I mean, we're all feeling the inflation. That's for sure. So, yeah. So I would settle in, you, you, you know, you want to settle into a portfolio that is comfortable for you and that we can manage that risk by diversifying the investment. And then you'll get kind of the best of both worlds, but um, to, to get bigger returns with little or no risk, that's, not well, reasonable. They're saying is you know risk reward for a reason, right? So if you want you know to reap the benefits, you got to take the chances, and that's been most things in life, right? Not just financial. So, and we all yeah. know that. But again, I think this market um, lately of the last several years makes it a little makes it easy for us for, to forget, right? We're just kind of like, eh, it, I, you know, it, it's doing so great, I could make more money. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, what so. you said is so so true. We we all have recency bias, so we, we like do, to. Yeah. Remember what we were, what we're last seeing on the news, and, and and if you've been watching the news at all, you've seen the market hitting new highs for the last three four years. Every, you know, each week yep. almost. Yeah. So so yeah. So you got to balance that one. So that's an unreasonable request. That's usually the big one too when it comes to making the returns. Uh, how about this one? Can you reduce your fees for me, Matt? You know, it's we all want uh, we all want our cake and we want to eat it too, right? How's that saying go? So. And I get it. We're all trying to get the best deal we can. You go and you negotiate on a car price and this, that, and the other. But at some point when you're talking about, and there's advisors who use a sliding scale and things of that nature, but mm -hmm. I guess it's, is it reasonable to ask that or is it based on what you're getting done for you? Yeah. Um, 
That's a good question. Can you reduce your fees for me? So is this unreasonable or not? Um, I, I think in, in one sense, it's like you negotiate with your mechanic on your brakes and the cost of your brakes. Right. Well, what kind of brake pads do you want? Do you want the, uh, <laughs> you want problems with your brakes when you're traveling 90 miles an hour, or <laughs> is that going to be a problem if you can't stop your vehicle? So with yeah, the fees, value you're getting is what you're talking about, right? The value for the product. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if we reduce our fees, I mean, I've really, realistically, um, things tend to get more expensive as you go. With respect to my business and the way that I run it, um, I, I've run a profitable business first. And so um, you want your advisor to be profitable in the sense that he's not having financial struggles to make the business run or perform. Because the last thing you want to do is <laughs> work with your financial advisor who has to go out of business because he can't make ends meet. Yeah, so sure. um, I'm the owner of our firm. So we have a fee schedule for a reason. Um, there has to be a level of profitability. Usually we have a firm minimum because it's really not profitable for us to work with clients that are um, minimalist in size. Um, however, given that um, factor, if I get referrals from clients to their kids or their grandkids who want to start an account and it doesn't meet our firm minimum, I'm, I'm normally um, accepting those clients because they're loyalty to yeah, my kind of legacy clients, clients and things yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 But you want to get somebody who's going to go to bat for you too. So we use funds that are institutionally purchased where right. most people can't afford to get into those funds because they don't have enough assets. So you're getting a really good situation. When yeah, it's you, the value you, added, right? Yeah. It's the value added. Yeah. Plus then we, we, we go to bat for you. Um, I'm, looking at ways to reduce the cost in the portfolios, which we've done in the, in the last 12 to 24 months for lots of accounts. We're paying attention to, to industry trends, to technology that's there that is able to be utilized mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. clients. So um, we do a lot more than just invest your money for you once and let it go. Um, yeah, it's like- keep in I, mind I, that we rebalance the portfolio as well. Yeah. Um, and then I do a lot of coaching for investors. So we're constantly- giving you education for those that are out there and taking it in and receiving it. Um, so my goal is to provide a lot of value, get to know you, your situation, to look out for uh, estate planning errors and mistakes and how they tie into your finances and how to get your assets to your beneficiaries efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, and also other things like we create a lot of value by just recently with some, some folks. Uh, he was thinking about a Roth conversion, but he didn't have any life insurance. And so we just kind of strategically put together a plan where he was able to provide a, a benefit in the event that he passes before his wife, his social security check's going to be gone. He didn't have anything available there and no pension benefit for the survivor. So it's strategic planning. It's cost of the investments. It's the rebalancing. It's the discipline. Uh, you know, So there's a lot there. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got a charity. You got to you got to make a living too. So, yeah, you know, any yeah. advisor does. And, and think about it this way: right. if you want to get silly, folks, you could kind of, you know, if would you go to the you go to the hospital to see your cardiologist, right? Would you go see a cardiologist working out of the back of his car? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know. So well, just no. because I can buy a scalpel online doesn't mean doesn't mean you're a cardiologist. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> exactly. So there, to oh. a degree, again. It's understandable that we want to get the best deal we can. We all want to do that in all walks of life. But at some point, there are some industries where I think you have to ask yourself, hey, you know, do I want to go so low that I'm no longer a priority or that I'm no longer getting good, you know, good service because uh, I'm just, you know, I'm constantly 
you know, trying to get something out of this for nothing. And you want, there's some industries where I think you're definitely going to want people, you know, with your best interest in mind. And this is one of those. And that's why you want to work with a qualified professional, an investment advisor representative like Matt, as a fiduciary, you know, he has that responsibility anyway. So... Yes, we do. Those are, yep. you know, so again, unreasonable requests is the topic. Uh, this one, I think this one's hilarious, Matt. Uh, how can I get out of paying taxes on the money in my IRA or 401k? Well, you you can't get out of it, but if you, you know, I mean, I guess you could, but the IRS is going to come looking for you. <laughs> yeah, there's, so um, yeah, is this an unreasonable request? In most instances, it is. Yeah, you, but, you can't get out of it, um, but you could be efficient, right? We can tax plan with you. So here's here's another situation where you almost can get out of it in one fashion. If okay. you're charitable and ah, you don't true. need your if you don't need your money and if you don't care about your beneficiaries needing the money. Do a QCD, um, right? Yeah, we do those qualified charitable distributions. So if you if you end up uh, on Roth conversions and things, no, you're gonna have to pay the taxes and you pay taxes now. Unfortunately, we pay way more in tax, I think, than we ever need to or should. But if you go to that qualified charitable distribution, if you are in the mode of receiving required minimum distributions, mm-hmm. you've reached age 72 and you, the IRS says you have to start taking out a distribution out of those taxable IRAs or 401ks. Um, so that means you're paying yourself a, a percentage um, based on the uniform life table. You have to take out right. a, a percent every year. If you don't need that money, or if you have, let's say you give to your local church, you know, monthly, you can gift the money directly from your IRA to the church or the charity of your choice. That's a qualified charitable organization. Right. And you don't receive the funds, therefore you don't pay taxes on the funds. Okay. So and the coming- charity gets it. Yeah. And therefore, if they're registered as a nonprofit, they don't pay taxes. So that's look really at you, the Kevin, one with the caveat. Can... Yeah, the caveat there. Nice. I like that. Yeah, but that's that. Really but other one, than that, right? Way that's right. That's not too unreasonable because yeah. you can actually, you know, screw well, the but, IRS out of their portion. But <laughs> it, but let's be honest, right? Who's most people are not going to do that with their entire four hundred one k IRA, right? Yeah, there are that, some people true. that could that are in a position in life to do that. But for the most of us, no, you can't get out of it because they've been waiting for their money. But you can't be efficient, which is really where like Roth conversions and stuff come in, right, Matt? You can start looking at tax strategies and tax planning to work your to kind of reduce that number, unless you exactly. plan on giving it all away, like you said. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and there are a few instances where if you strategically plan it, you can leave the taxable money to charity and leave the non-taxable Roth or life insurance proceeds to your beneficiaries where they get it tax-free. So you might say, well, my IRA is not as big as I thought it should be. And and you know what? That might be at the end of my life, I'm just going to assign, you know, a charitable organization to inherit my IRA completely. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll leave my family the Tax-free there you go. We can get crafty, right? We, c- we can, we get, can crafty, get crafty. But yeah, if you just totally you know, run from it, yeah, the IRS does have something to say about that. Yeah, uh, but generally, as you said, if we're going to take that income in our lifetime, if we defer the tax, yeah. it's, it is unreasonable to, to request that at this point because um, we have such a large government that has to be funded. That's true. All right, let's do <laughs> one more here, Matt. Uh, this one cracks me up too as well. Look, for some people, they just loathe the idea of planning for retirement. I get it, right? It's super frustrating. They just they just want an advisor to do it for them. You know, we've even had people you know reach out and they'll say, "Hey, if I send you my statements, can you just create me a customized retirement plan?" You know, you talk about it on your podcast, things like that. So, can you just do it for me? 
and on the one hand, this might sound kind of reasonable to a lot of people because, hey, I, I'm no good at finance. I'm no good at math. I'm hiring an advisor because I want them to do it for me. But to a degree, you still have to participate, <laughs> right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's yeah, That's kind of unreasonable, Mark. Uh, if you want us to just do a plan for you, I mean, it's going to be our plan, not your plan. Yeah. Um, you, you do need to participate. And, you know, this is one of the hard things for people to kind of wrap their mind around is I'm not involved in my finances that much, or maybe it's my spouse's responsibility. I really don't care. I really don't. As long as I have money coming in every month, I'm good with that. You still should be involved. And let me, you know, caution you word to the wise here. The longer you stay uninvolved, the worse your situation could potentially get without you knowing it. There's a little saying that the only reason the way things are the way that they are is because we've allowed them to continue to be that way. Yeah, true. So you need to get involved. Even if your spouse handles everything, sit down, have a conversation or an argument or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and just say, hey, I want to be hit with this with the facts. What do we have? What do we have in savings? What do we have in investments? When are we set up to retire? I always say that I'm not a marriage counselor, but in effect, um, we handle one of the biggest potential uh, argument topics. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's the handling of finances. Well, so, and Matt, you do the heavy lifting. So for those folks that are like, just do it for me. I mean, you're, you're not sitting there crunching the numbers, folks, and doing all the hard data, right? Matt, you make this fairly easy. I mean, you're giving them, you're wanting to know their hopes and their dreams and, and, and things like that. It's not like you're asking them to do all the arithmetic. <laughs> You handle right, all right. That. We we do handle that. So if if finances or if numbers are not your favorite, or you just don't wrap your mind around it well, we will do all the number crunching for you. And um, I do want to talk warm fuzzy because you know my recent clients that came in, um, you know she did, had no idea. She just you know she goes to work, he goes to work. He's saving for retirement, and he's ultra conservatively tight with the budget. And she wants just to enjoy their daughter's childhood while she's young. And so it's okay. I said, can we do, can we work on both? Like once you find out that you're going to be okay for retirement, can you allocate money in the monthly budget just for vacation and for travel with your daughter Mm -hmm. to have fun, just fun money? Well, the second time they came in, it was interesting because they were on the same page and he decided, yeah, we can, we'll put that in the budget. Let's, nice. let's, let's make a category for it. So it, it's fun for me to solve those problems or help to be a help for them to solve their problem of, Hey, we don't agree on these because he thinks she's overspending and she's not getting it that uh, we need to have this money set aside for retirement. Well, how about we do both? And so it all, yeah, you, you got to be involved in your plan. And once you, have the numbers, then you can have confidence because the confidence then will allow us to allocate funds to where we yeah, think it's important exactly. and to stop it, stop giving funds to where it doesn't matter. Yep. At the end of the day, it's got to be, you know, your plan. So also that you have that buy-in, right? Because if you just totally build something for a client or potential client and they have no input on it, what's the chances of them actually putting this into play and following the plan and going, you know, and, and adhering to the strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's as zero. good. <laughs> right. Zero. So you, you want to be involved anyway, folks. So don't let that be an excuse as well. Yes, you want them to do the hard part and the heavy lifting. That's why you're turning to a professional, but you still, and that's the fun part anyway. The part you get to do is the fun part. Hey, I want to pl- figure out how we're going to take our year, yearly trips or our, our, my golfing outings or my hunting trips or whatever it is, right? So that's the fun yep. part of retirement. 
is uh, working with the advisor to strategize for the cool stuff. You know? That's right. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, think of it like planning a vacation almost because really it's you're, just a 30 year vacation. <laughs> you're, you're planning a 30 year vacation. Yeah. You're planning the trip. You need to know how much you have to have. You need a, a map, a roadmap to say, where are we going? How are we going to get there? And the, the good news, like you said, Mark, is you don't have to know all the numbers. We will do that for you. But we can coach you around the big potholes of life. And, and so, yeah, it, it's unreasonable to think that that somebody can just do your plan for you. Unfortunately, you do have to get involved to the degree of a little bit, just a little, a bit. little bit. Yeah, just but, a little bit. But it, it's fun. I like to make it fun yeah, for people. Exactly. So as fun as we can um, make finance and investing. That's my goal. And to get you educated to the and work on the pieces that you really, really need to to focus on to get your situation in a winning winning position. There you go. Well, that's our podcast this week, Unreasonable Request, here on Mondays with Matt. And again, as we joked earlier to start it off, none of Matt's clients or our podcast listeners would ever make unreasonable requests. But if you feel like one's a Bruin, reach out to Matt, have a conversation, and talk through these things. Get yourself a good strategy in place. And that way you can enjoy your retirement. So don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all those platforms. You can find the episode on the website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com slash podcast. The podcast tab is there. Greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. You can subscribe to us through the podcast, through the show, through the app. All that good kind of stuff is available for you. And of course, reaching out to Matt if you have some questions or some needs. He's always available to talk with folks. He is the owner and uh, investment advisor representative at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. So, Matt, thanks for hanging out, my friend. We are pretty close to Thanksgiving, so I think the next time we'll talk, it'll be after Thanksgiving. So I hope you have a good holiday. Hey, you too, Mark, and thanks, everybody, for listening. One not unreasonable request, or one that would be reasonable, Mm -hmm. is if you do have questions, feel free to reach out. Um, Request a a meeting or an appointment if you're new, and um, we do that at no cost to you. And uh, we would gladly have either a, a over the phone interview or in person where we can consult and answer your your biggest uh, hangups and there you go. with your financial situation today. So, yep, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we're grateful that you're listening. We're grateful for all of you, our clients. We wish you a wonderful time, hopefully with your families this holiday season. Absolutely. Well, reach out to Matt, folks, if you got those questions, 989-401-2949. And we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.